What a piece of work is a man. How noble in reason, how infinite in faculties, in form and moving, how express and admirable, in action how like an angel, in comprehension how like a god. Hello? Who's there? Warning, this is the new normal. yourself, you lily-livered coward. Come on, I'm not afraid. Three years of stage fighting at drama school won't have been wasted. Boom! Oh, you idiot boy! Is that the best you can do? Oh, highly original. A ghost that says boo. I was only trying to be friendly. What should I have said? Well, perhaps... Excuse me, Sir Michael, what an honour it is to share the stage with you. Well, it certainly is that. Sir Michael McMahon, one of the greatest acting knights of the realm that ever lived. When you were alive, of course. And you are? Charlie Vaughan, cheeky chappy and all-round entertainer. At your service, sir. Indeed. I thought I recognised your fizzog. Seen you around briefly, of course, skulking in the gloom of the upper circle with those ghastly chorus girls. <laughs> Nothing ghastly about those girls, let me tell you. One of those variety types, aren't you? Hmm, variety, yes. I I've always admired you variety boys and girls. Always. Load of worthless shite, really, though. Oh, none taken. But hard work nonetheless. Utterly pointless nonsense when all said and done. Apart from pantomime. I simply adore pantomime. Did three seasons straight out of the Rada and fell in love. Dick, Humpty and Cock, Robin. Had to give it all up once the RSC came knocking, though. <laughs> Frowned upon by the establishment as Panto. But it'll always be my first theatrical love. Simply magical, timeless and magical. It's like Charing Bloody Cross in here tonight. Well, I never. Who would have thought it? Sir Michael McMahon and Charlie Vaughan sharing that stage together. Double header, top of the bill, marvellous stuff. Who's out there? Who are you? Good evening, gentlemen. In life, I was Albert Tasker, theatre lover extraordinaire. That's my seat back there, age 23. Always chose that one, and now in this realm I do too. Although it's been rather quiet around here of late. No productions, no audience, no staff, no one. Ain't nobody here but us ghosts. The bastards on the council are probably planning on knocking the place down and building a car park. I thought that, but, but no. It's the same all over. Birmingham Hippodrome, Glasgow Kings, London Palladium. I spread myself about a bit. Oh, get her. They're all dead, so to speak. Locked up. 
abandoned. Nothing but spooks in any of them. Spooks a go-go, in fact. Of course you get a better quality of spook here. Naturally. And, uh, stop saying spook. It's nauseating. Well, whatever's the cause, I think we've got a real problem on our hands. With the lack of shows on offer, I've had plenty of time to think whilst lounging in age 23. Now, until recently, apart from a fleeting glimpse, I've never really noticed you fellow spooks. Uh, <coughs> I mean spirits. But recently, not only have I noticed you, I can now communicate with you. We all come from different timelines. That shouldn't happen, but now it can. And I think it's all due to the arrival of this light standing on the stage here. It's bringing us together, allowing us to talk. And I think I know what it is. It's a ghost light, used when a theatre goes dark, shuts down, to give hope. Well, this is bad news. I'm afraid they're in every theatre I've visited. Like a beacon shining in the shadows. Which suggests there's a problem everywhere. Government pisspots eventually banned theatre, did they? Utter bastards. Whatever the reason, it can mean only one thing for us. If you'll pardon the pun, we're all in grave danger. Project, boy, and imagine your Auntie Mary's in the audience. I've got an Auntie Mary. Well, you have now. She sat in the back row, and she's hard of hearing. It's your solemn duty to make sure she understands every last word. The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. Better. What's the best thing you've been in, Sir Michael? Oh, <laughs> me? <laughs> I'm afraid there are too many plays to mention. I've performed in shows from the Bard to Coward to Beckett and back again. Panto has always been my favourite. It's essentially two shows in one. Jokes for the kids and a few for the adults that go over the kids' heads. The innuendos. <laughs> in your endo. Hey! <laughs> Cooking with gas now. <laughs> you have to have a bit blue for the dads. you got to think fast in Panto. Always be on your toes, and that is why, Sir Michael, you wouldn't be able to do it now at your age. Wouldn't be able to do it? Ha! <laughs> oh, yes, I would. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's the spirit. I love Panto. All it is is a few routines and variety performers who, who do their thing while loosely telling a classic children's story. But it's magical. It has a way of, of taking you off to a fantasy land where all your troubles are left at the box office and you're part of a world where we all want to live. It's where most children get their first experience of theatre and fall in love with it. It's got everything. The silly characters, the, the heroes and the villains. You actually want the dame to be your mum and, and the wacky character your brother. And, and, and for a while, you believe that they are. It's the only show that encourages audience participation too. Boo the baddie, cheer the goodies and join in with the songs. Magical. What was your routine, Charlie? See, I was always the comic, so I got to play Buttons or Silly Billy. Those kind of characters. Oh, I loved it. I used to do a ventriloquist act in the early days. Really? I'd love to see that. Oh, I'll show you. Rose is in the dock. I'll, I'll, I'll go and get her. I can't wait to see this. Here she is. Oh, she's a bit dusty. Probably worth a fortune these days, right? 
Right. I just need to remember where to put me hands. Just up here. There we are. Oh, hey. Watch where you put in that hand. I'm a lady, you know. Ha! That's great. I, I got a bit of a shock there. Uh, sorry about that, Rose. <laughs> How are you doing? It's been a while. I'm fine. No thanks to you. I've been stuck inside that box for so long I feel like Count Dracula. That's amazing. I can't even see your lips move. Well, it would be a bit rubbish if you could see me lips move, wouldn't it? Oh, do more. I implore you. Don't be impressed with him. It's me that does all the work. He's just a typical man who does nothing but takes all the credit. That is incredible. I don't understand. How, how do you sound so much like a girl? That's because I am a girl. Now, now, Rose. There's no need for that. Say sorry to Albert. No. Say sorry. Never. Say it. It. Very funny. Sorry, Albert. I'm not. Look at his face. It looks like someone put it on a wall and threw a brick at it. (laughs) I don't know what you're laughing at, Grandpa. Your face looks like someone put it on a brick and threw a wall at it. (laughs) Oh, oh, I I will have you know that I have the face that launched a thousand ships. (laughs) <laughs> More like the face that swallowed a thousand chips. Uh, be nice, Rose. Sir Michael is an antique. You mean he's good at collecting dust? Has anything changed since I've been away? Eggs have gone up again. Bet that surprise a few chickens. I take it you're still single. Why do you say that? You're ugly. Remember when you went to enter the ugly competitions at Butlins, but they refused because it wasn't for professionals? <laughs> You've let yourself go mind, haven't you? The last time you got on a scale, it said, ow. I bet you're still thick. Remember when we were driving to that show and the sign said, Theatre left, so you turned round and went home? All right, all right. That's enough. Is your blood type still gravy? So you're as funny as ever. Remember when you went to jump into the bath, but the water got scared and jumped out? Now that's not funny. Do you still put your belt on with a boomerang? Right, that's it. Back in the box for you, missy. But I haven't done my poem yet. All right. Go on then, but make it quick. Okay. There was a young girl from Nantucket. Right, in the box. Say bye, Rose. Bye, Rose. And then we would do a song while I drank a pint of beer. And bish, bash, bosh, we're all in the bar for half ten. That is, without a doubt, the best thing I've ever seen. I have to agree. Bravo, young man. That was impressive. I'd go as far as to say that you and Rose should have had your own show. Amazing! I wish I saw that live. I used to love going to the panto. My grandparents used to take us every year on Christmas Eve. They used to buy me loads of sweets and let me drink as much pop as I wanted. I loved it. At the end of the show, the comet used to get three or four children up on stage to sing a song. The lyrics were written out on a big board and he used to say, Can you see the board? And we would all shout back, We can't even see the cage! I used to pray that I would be chosen, but I never was. Then one year, it was my turn. They asked me if I wanted to get up. Me. I couldn't believe it. It was my turn. My grand smiled and told us to to, to go. It's your turn, Albert, she said. I had butterflies in my stomach and I needed a wee. The comic brought us all up on the stage and lined us up in order of height. I was third. He asked the first kid what her name was and where she lived. He made some joke about burgling a house, which the audience roared with laughter over. I didn't get why it was funny to burgle someone's house, but laughed along anyway. I couldn't concentrate on what was happening. I really needed a wee. It was all the pop I'd drank. All of a sudden, he was kneeling down next to me. What's your name, son? He asked, but I couldn't speak. All I could think about was going to the loo. I knew what my name was. It's not like I'd forgotten that. And every time he asked me, I would open my mouth, but nothing would come out. The audience started to laugh at us. I could hear one of them shout out, How dumb is he? Doesn't even know his own name. The comic whispered in me ear, 
Come on, kid, I've got another show to do after this. Just tell us your name, then we'll get home for Christmas. I wanted to tell him I needed the toilet, but I couldn't. I was frozen with fear. The audience's laughter was getting louder and louder, and they were all staring at us. All I wanted was for the funny man to somehow know I needed a wee in the helps. And then it happened. I couldn't stop it. It was, it was like a tap I couldn't switch off. It came down my leg and it leaked onto the stage, creating a massive puddle of pee. I was so embarrassed. I just stood there, centre stage, crying, pissing me pants as the whole auditorium laughed harder and louder than ever before. The usher shouted at me to get off the stage, but I couldn't move. Suddenly, out of nowhere, me gran was right in front of us. She swooshed me off the stage and into her arms and ran out of the theatre. The last thing I remember was wishy-washy shouting after us. Hoi! You better come back and clean this up. I'm not paid enough to mop up pee. It stinks of sugar puffs. And ever since that day, I've been known as the sugar puff pisser. And that is why, even though I love the theatre, I never got back on a stage again. An experience like that would have the same effect on a lot of small boys. But remember, that is what Panto is about. Making the audience laugh. <laughs> and you certainly did that. What's that? Probably that clumsy usherette again. Let's go and have a look. Sugar puff pisser! <laughs> hey, Charlie, don't leave me in this box for much longer, or I'll tell them all the story about you shitting your knickers while singing Oklahoma. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Where have they all gone? Oh, bollocks. <laughs> Welcome to, unbelievably, uh, Spook Central's first ever theatre info. We can't access the old dressing room block, sadly, uh, so I want to focus on three other key areas in which activity has reportedly been rife. Firstly, the stage itself. As everyone knows, two of the country's greatest turns carked it right here, Sydney and Sir Mickey Mac. Let's try and capture something that's uniquely their style. That laugh would obviously be the holy grail, but a stuffy old Shakespearean ramble would do it a push. Secondly, at the dress circle, specifically the Eastern Isle. A mysterious raspberry aroma and the sound of inconsolable weeping has been reported on Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays. Tomorrow is Saturday. Uh, let's try and capture that phenomenon. Finally, I want our best equipment. That means the flur and the motion sensor monitors focused on the stalls. Seat H23 just over there to the left. It's apparently the most active place in the building. Any confusion? It's the one that stinks of urine so badly that your eyes water. We'll meet back here tomorrow at 6pm for hopefully the greatest TV ghost hunt ever. Go team! What in the name of almighty buggeration was that about? That was our salvation, Mickey. Really? Oh yes, really. Didn't you hear, Ali boy? You're famous. You and your pissy pants. It's not me. That must be the seat next to me. Age 22. Elderly gentleman. Never seen without a Kiora in one hand and a bag of chocks in the other. The amount of orange he gulps down he must wee-wee for England. Phew! <laughs> Grumpy bastard too. Never offers anyone so much as a chewing nut. Who the hell were they? Ghost hunters. Big business nowadays. Ghost hunters? <laughs> Preposterous!
preposterous. How's that? A load of made-up nonsense should get a proper job. Feared up. I've got news for you. Ghosts are real. You're one, and so is he, and so am I. So surely it's a legitimate pursuit. My father was a hard-working East Durham coal miner. He thought that fannying about on stage in a frock was bad enough. He'd turn in his grave if he heard this one. And these guys would be there to capture it. And it's a 6.0 from the Smook Central Judge. Perfect form, excellent spinning technique, just the right level of contempt. It's just not right, that's all. The world's gone to hell in a handcart. But don't you see? They're gonna save us. The ghost hunters? How? When they come back tomorrow, we put on the greatest show ever. Scare them witless. They'll record it all. The world will see just how haunted this place is. And for whatever reasons they've been staying away... The people will flock back. I'm already feeling more energised from ten people being in the theatre for half an hour. C- can't you feel it? Yeah, I can now you come to mention it. Well, imagine this place full to the rafters again. The energy it creates, that's what sustains us. Their energy. That buzz in an empty auditorium after a show. It's tangible. You can feel it crackling around you. The silence is deafening. Raw, unbridled power. And that's what we spirits obviously need to survive. The power of an audience. You know what this means, don't you? What? We've got a show to rehearse. The show of our afterlives. We need a routine. One that we can all do that will get the hunters scared enough to run away, but not too scared so they don't come back. How about that marvellous scene in Titus Andronicus? where the children are killed and served for dinner. Why, there they are, both baked in that pie, where their mother hath daintily fed, eating the flesh that she herself hath bred. Trying to scare them, not scar them. Spoil sport. I've got it. I've got it. What's the biggest routine that gets an audience going? The one that gets them all shouting and singing and cheering and booing? The one where you can feel the energy actually spilling onto the stage? Please, not the sing-along. No, no, not that one. Don't worry. The ghost scene. You know, the one where the heroes are on the stage and, and one by one they're all taken off in order of importance. And talent. If it was based on talent, darling, you'd be taken off ten minutes before curtain up. Bitch. I don't know if I can do that. I'm not a performer. This is the part you were born to play. Or should that be died to play? (laughs) Never lost it. You never had it to lose. Now come along, Albert. We'll look after you. We need you. You're one of us now. I'll explain what you need to do. It's very, very simple. We'll be the ghosts, and when the hunters are on the main stage, we'll creep up behind them and scare them so much they'll piss the pants. Sorry, Albert. You'll come on from stage left. You, you don't understand. I, I, I've got something to tell you both. After me little accident, I didn't go back on the stage, but I, I never fell out of love with theatre. I decided I wanted to make a career in theatre, so I started writing. Well, listening. I, I went to college and, and took a creative writing course, and, and part of that course was to go and see a play and write about it. Oh, for the love of Dame Theatre, don't say it. I really enjoyed it, and me tutor told us I had a real talent for it. He, he passed me work on to his friend. Don't say it. Please don't say it. His friend printed it in the local paper. Uh, th- they offered me a full-time job, and, and that was that. Before I knew it, I was a theatre critic. critic. Get out, foul beast! 
A bloody critic! I I'm sorry, I, I didn't know what else to do, and I, I was good at it. The lowest of the low. Please, Sir Michael, don't be like that. I, I always try to put myself in the shoes of the performer. Must have been weird for you, that, eh? Having dry shoes on while standing on a stage. And I never gave a bad review unless I sure truly deserved it. And, and even then, I always tried to find the positives. What would you have said uh, if you reviewed me? Ah, I couldn't. There aren't enough superlatives to describe your wonderful performances, Sir Michael. <laughs> never argue with a crit. Charlie? Can't believe you're a critic. I liked you as well. Please, uh, can we get beyond this? I, 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 I've loved the time I've spent with you both. Uh, uh, one, one of the greatest stage actors of all time and one of the best comics to ever tread the boards. I, I've been so alone and I, I always felt I'd miss me calling. I, I never felt right mingling with the other critics on press night. I, I wanted to be backstage, prepping for the show and feeling that buzz. I longed to be part of a theatre family and, and feel the bond that is built between everyone during a show. I, I wanted that one for all and all for one feeling. But I never ever got it. And, and, and then I met you two. For once in my life, I finally felt accepted by performers and, and I had to die for that moment. But please, please let me do the ghost routine with you. I promise I'll never pester either of you again. Very well. What? You're going to forgive him that easily? Everyone makes mistakes. Besides, he's just given me a five-star review. Please, Charlie... Okay. Okay, I suppose every family needs a reprobate and make themselves feel better about themselves. And that includes theatre families. But you have to listen to what I say and at absolutely no point tell me about how another panel did it or how I tell the same jokes every year. Sounds like that may have been written about you before, Chaz. Every bloody year, bloody critics. Now, you need to do exactly what I say. When the hunters come on stage, I need you to be waiting in the scene dock with chains, a mallet, a squirty gun, a pair of tights and a beer. A beer? Yes. That's for me, from you, by way of an apology for you being one of them. When I say the word, you'll shake your chains and squirt them with a gun. Once more unto the breach, dear friends. Once more. up and it's now on. Uh, Ross, Bill, Trudy, could, could you all just step up onto the stage and gather round next to the ghost light please? Thank you. Uh, I just have to do this little bit to the camera for the intro and I need you lot in the shot with me and then we can go exploring. Speed and action. This is Linda Littlefinger and you're watching Spook Central. Myself and the brave ghost hunters are standing in the exact spot the late, great Sir Michael McMahon made his last speech. What was that? That will be nothing. This is an old building. Lots of drafts and creaks in the old floorboards. It's coming from behind us. Hello? Is there someone there? I think you'll find, Bill, that I ask those questions. Hello? Is there someone there? No? Right. As I was saying, 
This is Linda Littlefinger, and you're watching Spook Central. <gasps> that came from the side of the stage. Bill? Bill! Where's Bill gone? Oh, he's probably went off to find out what that noise is. Right, everyone, positions. We'll have to do it again, then, won't we? This is Linda Littlefinger, and you're watching Spook Central. Myself and... Stop! What? Ross? Ross? Now Ross is gone. He's just disappeared. Oh, he's probably gone off to find Bill and got lost. I'm a bit scared now, Linda. There's only two of us left. Come here and stand right next to me. So if anyone does come, we'll be able to tell each other, okay? Okay, Linda. You're the pro. I just don't want to be grabbed by the ghosties or the ghoulies. What are you talking about? You don't have any ghoulies. Where was I? Oh, yes. The intro. We'll have to do it again, then, won't we? This is Linda Littlefinger, and you're watching Spook Central. Myself and this brave <laughs> ghost hunter, Trudy Bobbleton. Trudy? Trudy? Where, where have you gone now? Tr Trudy, this isn't funny. Where, where have you gone? Don't, don't leave me by myself. <laughs> right. Calm, Linda. Calm. They're just playing a trick on you. The intro. Concentrate on the intro. I'll have to do it again then, won't I? This is Little Linda Finger, and you're watching Spook Central. <coughs> oh, on my, on, on my own, in a haunted theatre. What's, what's that? I'm an angry spirit. I have the power to... Snap your knicker, Elastic. Please leave me alone. Just leave me alone, okay? <coughs> oh, I'm out of here. <coughs> yeah! <laughs> we did it! That was brilliant. I've never felt so alive. Ironic, that, isn't it? You gave a fine performance, Albert. We'll make an actor out of you yet, my boy. I mean, I know it was only one line, but it's a start, isn't it? Absolutely. And it was delivered like an old pro. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Absolutely inspired. Genius. Hold on. You told me off for saying boo when we first met. And what were you going on about? Knicker elastic? I panicked. I'm not very good at impro. Give me a script and I'm fine. Right, we'll have to be on our guard and ready for the next performance from the Beyond the Beyond players. Does that mean I'm part of a company? It certainly does. Afterlife, mate. I'm, uh, I'm feeling a bit drained now after, after all that excitement. <clears throat> I think I'm going to have to go and recharge. Me too. When shall we three meet again? Tomorrow? Where? Here? I tell you what. Why don't we meet in my dressing room? I'll break out the good stuff and we can toast our success. Great. <clears throat> See you tomorrow.
Evening. Welcome to the Inner Sanctum. Now, apart from my brandy deliveries, you're the first guest I've had in here in over 50 years. And what happens? You keep me waiting. Sorry I'm late. Those chorus girls needed a hand with a quick change. <laughs> and I bet you were only too keen to oblige. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> Actually, I hardly know myself today. I'm not feeling too good, I have to say. A bit woozy. Take a seat. I've got something that'll help. I'd have been really late if there was the usual lineup of ladies. There were only two of them today. The others must be in rehearsal. Rehearsal? Hmm. A very apt metaphor. Eh? Where's Albert? I thought he would have been here with you already. No. Poor chap was in a rather rum state when we three last met. I have a terrible presentiment. What about Al? Indeed. I'm afraid he may well have faded, dear boy. He can't. We've got big plans. We need to save the theatre, to save ourselves. We've only just found each other. Life's but a walking shadow. A poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage, and then is heard no more. It seems there are less and less of us by the day. That coarse film actor with the loud, gruff laugh, the weeping usherette and her melted mivvies. You're missing chorus girls. Not in rehearsal, it would seem. But gone. And soon we'll join them. Yes. At this rate, I'm afraid we will, dear boy. I'm afraid we will. Drink this. Brandy. Medicinal. On a positive note, think of the glory Albert finally got to experience. He faced his fears, vanquishing the one thing that dogged him in life. He finally became a performer on the big stage with some very impressive co-stars, even if I do say so myself. That whining schoolboy with his shining morning face, and in Albert's case, pissy pants, proved himself a colossus of British theatre. Fearless, resplendent, triumphant. Let's celebrate his afterlife, not mourn it. To Albert. Albert. Chin chin. chin. Oh, it's a lovely drop, Mickey. Where did you get it? Rumour has it. Every time a visiting company plays this theatre, they must leave the ghost of Sir Michael McMahon a bottle of brandy as a tribute to his greatness. Otherwise, he'll scare the dickens out of them. And who started this rumour? <laughs> I did. Had it written into my will. And did they? Did they? Did they? Oh, yes. By and large. Got the theatre owner to preserve this dressing room for posterity. As you can see, everything, just as I had it in life, my makeup, my grease paints, the five and nine, my prosthetics from various roles, my most celebrated costumes. And he wrote this on the dressing room door for good measure. Hell is empty and all the devils are here. I thought it was overkill, but it's done the bloody trick. Bottle after bottle arrives. Hello. I did have a run-in with an indignant company stage manager who thought he knew better. Just a few parish notices before warm-up. Please note, no brandy will be given to the ghost of Sir Michael McMahon. Largely because uh, ghosts are a load of made-up nonsense and the fact that the old bastard was pissed enough in real life to remain sloshed for all eternity. (laughs) (laughs) That's awful. 
awful. Drop the bugger down the trapdoor. That's brilliant. No wonder you were so good at spooking the ghost hunters. So how do management explain away all the booze that gets drunk? I assume you're familiar with that particular breed of human being called stage crew. <laughs> oh, yes. No further explanation needed. In fact, it's only since the theatre's been dark that I've managed to get a look in on the brandy front. Greedy bastards. Chin chin. <coughs> Come on, I've told you. Medicinal. I can't. I'm not feeling too clever, Mickey. Huh. Well, that, that's a given. You're a variety star. <laughs> if brains were gunpowder, you wouldn't have enough to blow your arsehole. It's nose. Who blows an arsehole? Don't knock it till you've tried it. Quick, the ghost light. It may provide vital energy. It's allowing us to interact. It may have some other beneficial effect. Come on. Don't forget the brandy. Just our luck. A dodgy bulb. That's the greatest joke of all bloody pissed up stage crew. The ghost hunters will be back and they'll bring people, hundreds of people. We, we'll play to, to packed houses once again, marvels of the afterlife. We'll feed on the energy of a full auditorium. We'll get strong. We'll live on forever, not just in memory, but in spirit. All we need is a full house, Charlie boy. Imagine that auditorium packed out once again. Roars of laughter. Gasps of entranced anguish. Standing ovations. Thunderous applause. Look out there. The energy of a thousand people, all experiencing the same emotions at once. Intoxicating, exhilarating, and above all, energizing. Drink to the good times rolling around again, Charlie boy. Charlie? Gone. Our revels now are ended. These, our actors, as I foretold you, were all spirits and are melted into air, into thin air. And like the baseless fabric of this vision, the cloud-capped towers, the gorgeous palaces, the solemn temples, the great globe itself, yea, all which it inherits, shall dissolve, and like this insubstantial pageant faded, leave not a rack behind. We are such stuff as dreams are made of, and our little life is rounded with a sleep. Ghostlight was written by Dale Meeks and Ian Cunningham. It starred Dale Meeks, Ian Cunningham and Craig Richardson. Special guest stars Gemma Cunningham and Kat McElroy. Post-production by Craig Richardson and Dale Meeks. 
The New Normal is a Boyle Stutz Productions production. <laughs>